Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Delighted that you've joined us for another episode of How to Complain and Win. And today I've got a very special guest. His name is Tim Mayle, um, who's going to tell us about a situation that some of us have been have found ourselves in concerning redundancy. So, Tim, I'm just hand over to you quickly and tell us who you are and what you do. Oh yes. Uh, <clears throat> so my name is Tim. I said I I work in the IT sector. I said running my own business now. And um, yeah, I support small businesses, etc. Fabulous. So, Tim, tell us the story. What what happened? Yeah. So I <clears throat> check my so standard day in the corporate world. Go in, turn your email on, see what's come in in the morning. Uh, there's an email. I have one email that day, and it clearly says uh, that. It's gone to everyone in my my internal team. Do not contact him. He no longer works for the company. Now, I at this point had no knowledge, no warning, nothing of that anything was going up that this was going to happen. Um, no letter, no email, or anything of any kind. No one had rang me from HR. This in in quote the company in question is a major construction company, so a multinational one. So you would have thought they would know how to follow the rules but um no so i got no warning i rang hr said what's going on the hr didn't know this is the central hr part of the business didn't know what was going didn't know what was going on either because it was the business operating different sectors and i was based in the one of the other other sectors primarily and then they then reported back to the central hr how long well, have you been with the company? Three years. Wow. And where were where were you located? Where in the world were you located? In the London area. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yes, so they I got hold so once I got a response from HR, which I had to follow up about six times. It took um because it got to a point I couldn't even access my email within one or two hours. My emails had even been shut down. So I didn't couldn't there was no Luckily for me, as a rule, with an IT background, I always backed everything up. I didn't trust things weren't are always going to work. I always back everything up. So I had backup of my emails on a a US uh, memory card that was kept in the laptop at all times. Uh, my emails, my files, my data. I didn't keep anything on the laptop as such. If I did, I backed it up onto there so I could still access it if there was a problem. Good advice. I got, <laughs> yeah. Um, in this case, it paid off because when I went to HR, came back said, "Oh, you've got this email on this date from this person," and I went back to my email archive and went, "No, I didn't." And they, my email by this point, because it had been shut down, they'd also magically blanked the email account as well, so the email wasn't even accessible anymore. Whatever was on there had gone. Now, for the company that I worked for, this was this was a record record time. For someone leaving and someone something being cleared within a couple of hours, normally they'd still be on there a month later after they left. Um, even people, say women that got married, their name change would take a month, and they get by the maiden name. Um, but very simply, um, I just 
it's at this point I smelled that there's something wasn't right. So I then tried directly contacting the using the mobile that was given to me by the business. Uh, again, that wouldn't let any calls go out. So they'd also managed to disconnect the phone, the mobile, the allocated phone number. Um, and so <clears throat> that's the point that I knew something wasn't right. So I was having to call them from my direct personal phone to find HR find out what's going on at this point. I then finally got HR finally got back to me about two days later. And there is that's when they told they said, Oh, we you've been made, they've just let you go. But they didn't give a legitimate reason. They didn't give couldn't give any reason officially on the um on the when I asked them about it, I said, Can you put it in black and white on an email? They didn't want to put the reason on an email. Um then I then said that's the point. I got off the phone from them. I was very, you know, not irate situation because I got family to support. And we just not long about six months before we we'd moved to a different part of the country as well. So we got new landlord to pay bills to, rent to, a new part of the country. So it's a whole new start. And then this is happening all of a sudden. And well, you had no no inclination at all. There was <clears> nothing <throat> on your record, there was no warning kind of I had a perfect perfect record. There was never any warnings for, there was never any you know, suspensions, mm -hmm. you know, called off projects, anything like that at all. In wow. fact, at the time, I was the person that was developing the tools that the client was using for controlling the quality management of all the projects on in on that particular sector, I'll call it, because of that protection. Um, so you were putting is... in a system to to sort this out for them? Yes, that's what I've been doing. I've been recruited. I was headhunted particularly to do that on purpose but by that company. And everyone loved it. Yes, it had its flaws. Yes, it picked up that people that were very well liked weren't following the rule book, but it was doing what it was meant to do. Um, well, I think I, after that, so no one was interested in what I was doing at that point. Then while I was waiting, my next call was to a solicitor. Um ring round to try and find a solicitor that would take take it on a called it money was was an issue because it was round about payday as well that's how the, so it was daily of the payday as well and i noticed why i've been paid Oof. so that's an even worse bit yeah. um so i've got bills due to go out and things like that well i got hold of sister that very kindly and i would recommend this person to anyone i have to a few people uh recommended this person to um recommended them on the grounds that they dealt with it on a I'll get they got paid after the final figure was agreed um basis because they understood the back they understood had a family there was minimal no money in the bank at this stage right. um and so were they employment lawyers or they, they were, were yeah, yeah right. they were proper it's proper employment lawyer but they were small they they specialise in dealing with the smaller independents rather than they weren't. Some I rang up were going no, I'm not interested because yeah. as soon as I said who the company was, it's it right. I'm not big enough. They didn't want to fight their lawyers uh -huh. at the end of the day, right? Um, including some that were local local to myself now who say, oh, I'm big, I can do anything. I've saved the name and what's happened. I'm I'm not touching it. Yeah. So, you know, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but this so this solicitor was brilliant, and it got to the point where they would send over a proposal, and he said there was no notification. Here's employment law. Here's a copy of the, he got asked him for a copy of my employment my employment contract. He run I signed, not the one they handed out on on there, but the actual. He wanted the original wet wet ink copy <laughs> signed copy of my not so if just in case they changed the the employment contracts later on, which some companies do. Yeah. Um, he got all those details extracted. It took a lot of painful things, including the HR rep for the company. At one point, whenever there was any problems, she very it was a very nice little call. They like being quite close-knit. So they go, here's our mobile number directly if you've got a problem with your line manager or you've got a question about anything HR-related. Um so now I happen to have that number on my actual. I may not be able to get onto the work mobile anymore, but I could still get onto had it. I had it on my own personal phone. Um, so I gave my solicitor where we weren't hearing from. This was after about four, three and a half, four weeks, and my solicitor ringing constantly ringing the office, getting basically diverted. Oh, they're busy. They're busy. They're busy. They're in meetings. You then this, and you've got to deal with this person. And because I had their number directly, I mentioned it and I gave them the mobile number. Turns out this was their personal mobile number, not their work mobile number they were giving out to people. And yeah, they caught them while there's this per HR rep was on holiday. <laughs> um, so, for, and I said the email was rather interesting, the way my solicitor put it on, on black and white, let's put it that way. But on the phone, he said exactly what he thought. Mm -hmm. Then that's how I got the, it took, this is about, two months in after I got made, got that email initially. So it wasn't even uh, a question of making you redundant. They just let you go. And I think you use that phrase. So there, there was no rhyme nor reason for them to, to let you go as far as you could see. Um, I'm hesitating because uh, I just got that internet connection unstable. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so we can carry on. Um, so there was no indication at all. It wasn't a question of redundancy or letting you go. Well, they ju they just let you go without any rhyme or reason. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was no legitimate reason whatsoever given, and um, I even resorted to where it missed what I found out from people that I mysteriously on my LinkedIn profile. I noticed people that. I did have on my LinkedIn who were called it with you were linked to who you work with. It's a key thing with the corporate, right? Okay. Link up with everyone on LinkedIn, blah, 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 who you on your team. That's what they said. So that's what everyone did. Those people started disappearing off my LinkedIn, for example. Um, I found out from someone who that they'd been quite clearly told in a team meeting where something came up and people knew it was something, okay, it's a database computer-related query to do with the DMS systems that used by on the projects. Normally, people would say, right, just go to Tim and it would come direct to me. So that was why I was taken on, because of my IT background with 20-plus years' experience in that field. Mm -hmm. um, and my line manager, who was I found out was actually the one who was responsible for this whole situation, um, literally was telling people, don't go to Tim, don't call him, don't respond to his messages. And this was in team meetings. And this came from someone that I know as a friend to this day, who I still get on with and even 
Um, so she was literally saying, don't, he doesn't work, but you're not allowed to even talk to him. So well, was that an edict from the company or why, why was he doing it? And, and was there any defamation there? Did, did he give this an... was just pure, this was just purely my, my line manager. She was, um, how to put this? In, unfortunately, she's one of these line managers where she only got where she got because of who she knew. If you ask her how the technology works, don't go there. She relies on the people on the team to actually bail us out of trouble whenever it goes. Right. She's more of a politician, I the way I describe it. She'll say one thing, but here's the rule book, but do shortcut if needed. Um, okay, so and, she, she was told to by the company to to blank you effectively. Yeah, and try and call it scaremonger. Other people say don't contact him anymore. Otherwise, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got on with a lot of them. We were like tips, like once another extended family. Yeah, what? Yeah, we'd go out, drink stuff like that as well. Um, well, so I've said the listeners made contact. You uh, after yeah. initially being uh, fobbed off, and so they had <laughs> the, the direct number. So what happened then? Um, well, very quickly after that, she. Um, well, about a week after that, they finally got a, call it, proposal email. Um, and the initial figure was, and they, so the solicitor sent it to me, uh, forwarded to me what they got, what they was they was they received. And he said, I'll await your feedback. He gave me a week to read through it because it was quite a long. They tried getting me to sign up to a contract as well of I would never talk about it. All right. Okay. Yep. A gagging um, thing. Yep. They tried putting the gagging order in part of it and it would say on the thing, you will I will get this amount, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not allowed to talk about this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, my solicitor's response to that was very there was a on the phone, well, that is the very on your phone to the on bit, but on email, they could be very polite. So yeah, it was very very blunt and it was I said my response is and I just I was and I just told him what I put as my when I read through it and I just old school hand wrote where you circle stuff and you read through it do you agree yes no kind of thing approach and I told him what I put on there and he said you wrote the exact same thing as I did the initial figure was and they thought they tried saying oh I was only entitled to x and x was so low it was insulting because yeah. at the same time I was getting phone calls from someone else in the, at the company who they taken on to try and update the thing that I put together, but no one was interested while I worked there to actually learn and help me out. Now I was gone, they needed this thing to keep running. And I can say now, that to this day, they have not got it back up and running. Five years later, they're, they're still trying to recreate it and they failed miserably every single time. Um, but... I know people that PR still said I still have friends inside who say, right, they've still got this person doing it and they, they say a viewpoints on there. Um, but and so they contacted me while well, I'm waiting to get this thing finally signed off, where they go, Well, we need it working, we need it working. And I, my answer was, I'm not going to work for the company under data protection. I shouldn't even know what you're talking about, or sorry, talk about it. Yeah. Um, and they said they were trying, so they were trying to play the nice card there. Um, which I then informed my sister about, and I said, but they're doing it by phone. They don't want to do it by email. Um, then I started up my own business, and I said, okay, how much is it worth? In other words, right, I'll redo it, but you got to... they weren't interested. Got to pay um, yeah, price. 
exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, so with the so this so with this gave the solicitor more ammunition, and they were still trying to give negotiate figures, and it was they were, they it got from an, an seriously insulting one to something that was quite. He said, right, well, he worked there for three years, did this, did this, he did this. I got an award from the client for what I did. At one point in the first year, because they liked it that much, I got an award at one of the big presentations. I didn't know I was, I was, I was even going to get it. So um, this was only two years before. It's this mystery then. And, you know, you've you've tapped into a couple of golden rules of mine. And the first is that you always start although it's an aggravating situation, you always start in a very friendly manner, but then as they try and stall you, you get tougher and tougher. And the, the, one of the other rules is never, ever accept the first offer, even if it's... No, a as I, yeah, I was going to say, because the first offer, when I say insulting, it was basic, effectively three weeks' money. That's it. Three weeks of a normal way. So, um, mm. And I still had holiday I hadn't taken where I had not a chance because it was project-based. Every time I tried booking a holiday something was coming up and it's called right case i need to be there because i was the one responsible for that element of that project um but yeah so this solicitor eventually got um got to the point he threatened unfair dismissal the um employ the unfair dismissal claim through the court system instead so okay we tried the polite direct then he threatened the court approach to it and he said and we will not hold back on the on the employment tribunal if we have to so one of them would have to drag my line manager, who we knew was behind it, the HR rep, the head of the division of that sector for the company, who where the company are quite a flat structure. So you might have a guy in charge, line managers, and then just everyone else. It wasn't it was quite nice in that respect. Um, so you know the guy in charge, who was very very well known, he's a very public figure, and I'm talking even on. The news about when you talk about certain areas and certain the head of the division of the business, so it would have been a very public pro negative public thing for the company if it went that far. And company happened. They absolutely are terrified. When once you mention um, a tribunal, and we know normally the tribunals are quite weighted towards the employee rather than the employer. But, you know, as you've just illustrated, to have to get those high profile people out in front of a judge, because if they don't, and it's normally a magistrate, isn't it? Um, if they're in front of that individual, then um, they don't like that because it's a waste of their time, apart from, as you say, the, the profile and the publicity. OK, so what happened next? Yeah. Um, well, there was a bit of... There was about a two-week lull again. So again, my my solicitor was daily on the phone and email to the HR, and I also gave him the email address of my line manager as well, um, the business one, uh, which I know she was getting because apparently it was driving her. She did do her a very um, polite response to him back. Uh, we'll say. Um, but it said so. After two weeks of that, eventually he got a response from which was a. We called it a fair figure. So he said, right, he's entitled to that because you didn't give any notice. There was nothing at all. Um, and eventually I got I got a um, I'll say a nice tidy fit, nice tidy figure. But and on the agreement, they didn't want to say commit to what the reason they were going to give for me leaving the company if I applied for a job. 
uh, I wanted assurances. So that I'm, it was made that they had to put redundancy on any reason for leaving that company if I had to get a reference from them, in which was the word the thing I was worried about. Yeah. Um, so I had to, they, he, he said, right, that's a provisor, that's a provisor and that. They got rid of all the non-disclosure where I'm not meant to was was meant to write. You will never ever talk about this again. You won't. That he said you can't make someone do that. Have, that's not. It wasn't even legal. The way they put it on wasn't even legal on this agreement. Um, because they had nothing against me. We'll say in a negative light. Um, and he said he helped you out. He did this system, this one, and this one. And I sent him call logs of how many times I'd had phone calls. Um, I even caught them out on a recording when I got a phone call from them about, could I oh, just make this thing work quietly and discreetly without making anyone aware I was doing it? And I sent him the recorded phone call, the audio file. So again, this was intended for the employment tribunal approach. He said, I've got this. And so if they want to be difficult, then okay, we just present this instead to the tribunal. Um, and as soon as he said that, got a fair figure, and that I got, we'll say, I got paid, they, I got the figure, let's put it that way. It took, I had to wait to get the money, yeah, it took about two weeks for the process to be completed, but the stress on my family life, we just moved into a house, new house, six months before, with new animals we didn't know. Luckily, they understood when I said, look, I just had to show them the email trail, just to say, look, this is what I'm going through. So it put that we could have been made homeless because of it, and again, it, it's I would I wouldn't want any would put that through any anyone to go through that because I know what it's like. I was just lucky I had a landlord that that was a more of a friend landlord than a business landlord. Mm. We'll say, so they understood that. Okay, give it three. We might be four months behind, but you will get that many months rent and we I had enough money to last after that about eight nine months paying bills and so I had enough time to get my head sorted out yeah. and after that because it did I did go down a dark path of not getting aggravated but you know I it was very tentative what people people had to be cautious what they said about me and there are always people had their viewpoints on why they why I was let go things like that and for example um mm. so so you know so at the end of the day i got it dealt with but i said it gave me the headspace but it also drove me at the same time to go right i'm through working for other people and then taking credit and then do this to me yeah so yeah here's where i'm today i've got my own business um um yeah that's where Perfect. i'm there i think that's brilliant and and you know the the object lesson to learn is is again something that um, I talk about in terms of when you are approaching a large company and they try these kind of things, you know, to, to summarize what, what the effect is for you and, and what the benefit was, is that, you know, you kept your records, you, you knew exactly what had happened, how it happened. So you need to know the facts. Um, and then not only keeping the records, but going to the right person, finding the right person that would support you in the way that you needed support and you know to to do it on the basis of um almost like a, a a no fee no win no fee but obviously he knew that you had a strong case or she not sure which um yeah. 
they they knew had a strong case and so um they took a view on it and i think also you know one of the key things here is that when you are in financial straits um just by keeping people informed as you did with your landlord um rather than try and duck out of it just to tell people what's happening that they can feel secure um that you will resolve it ultimately and i suppose the benefit was that you saw you could have shown him that there was a settlement coming um but it's just a question yeah. of timing before the money came through so you know you, you yeah that was yeah yeah please carry so on so that was the key thing i i was told my sister said i had records otherwise he wouldn't have taken it the other problem was with the corporates and i would say this advice to anyone if they're in a work, do work for a big corporate, a lot of them have their own little internal HR system. That internal HR that has is basically where your payslip is, your employment contract. It doesn't go to an external thing anymore. It's all on that internal platform. Once they let I was let go, I no longer had access to any of that stuff, and they didn't want to provide it to me outside. I even asked for that the like my uh, payslips, things like that. So that um, so it, as well that that you know you you maintain the paper trail because then you're able to mm -hmm. quote what is necessary and I think one of the other key things that you said about you know getting the contract with your signature on it the as you say the wet ink signature mm -hmm. um, then they couldn't put something in a spurious document. Um, and I, I suppose the final element of it is you, you had to use, sometimes we don't use the big stick, but, you know, to bring in an ombudsman or as you did to threaten tribunal through your solicitor, that's the thing that terrifies these large companies. So, um, yeah, I think, is there, is there anything else you'd like to add or, or is that that's the story, isn't it? I think I would think a thing that last thing I'd like to add is it happens a lot in these companies. You find you've got these little teams of people uh, on the front of every big company. You may not in the corporate world. It looks like a front of right. We we always do this. We do this. We're one. We do this. We we never do any wrong. Behind closed doors, there's all this goes on all the time. There's always people that there's. They're almost like Brilliant. punching bags for the line Tim, managers. Thank you. Great object. The lesson. line managers are relying and I hope on our this listeners will really gain the so benefit I'd say to of anyone, what you've said. Get your facts, approached get by the paper trail, to work for them. I do it now with all my own contracts. And I deal with large organizations through my own business now. Make sure there's a cause. Make sure that, that you've got everything in place. Um, don't give. Don't believe the nice guy approach. Brilliant. Tim, thank you great object lesson and i hope our listeners will really gain the benefit of what you've said get your facts get the paper trail get tough and win mm -hmm.